Hello, hello, hello. You are tuned in to the Guts to Be. My name is Tammy Davis. I'm your host, as always. And before I jump into this very special topic of mine, the Guts to Be Whole, I want to just let you know that the intention of this podcast is to align us with living honestly, completely, and unapologetically us. You doing you, me doing me, us collectively living our most authentic expression. Because the world is literally dying for leadership, pure leadership. Leadership that sees something beyond the current circumstances and has a way to help. Because we all come to the table to this planet and we as we go through our lives there's an experience as as our experiences begin to shape us as humans there's an aspect to us that sees something more this is where our gripes and our complaints come into play and the more that we can look at leaning into these issues and discovering what we can bring forward to make an impact on other people's lives. And again, this is leadership. It's not about going, hey, y'all come with me. It's about living your most authentic self and living according to what you see works and what doesn't work. And the more we can align ourselves, become congruent with operating in life in a way that is consistent with the changes we wish we could see, the changes we would wish that we would like to have be a part of our world right now. I oftentimes wonder why I people I hear people say a lot, well, when this happens, well, when this happens, if this ever happens, I wish this would happen. Here's the deal. If these are things that you see that you wish would happen, then my challenge is for you is to do it now. Don't wait for another day. There's no such thing as someday. We have Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Someday is not on the calendar. So this is an invitation to begin being your most authentic self. And oftentimes we struggle with that because of the traumas in our life. And I'm not talking about, you know, the horrific physical, you know, those, those acute experiences where, I mean, just something horribly tragic happens. You know, and I'm not just talking, I mean, when we think about trauma, we have this very interesting way of diving into looking at things that have happened to physically happen to people. And yet there's an emotional aspect to trauma that happens to most of us on a daily basis. And in fact, my opinion is all of us, I shouldn't say daily basis, but all of us have experienced some type of emotional trauma and how your body responds to it is unique to your genetics. For those of you that are new to me and haven't listened to me before or are not familiar with me, um, I have a background in pharmacology I've worked in holistic health and wellness for over 30 years. I specialize in the stress response, 
and the chemistry of essential oils. I am the essential oil expert. This is the reason why my website is titled revolutionaryaromatherapy.com because I am here to introduce people to a new way. I mean, say it this way, an updated way of being healthy. In fact, beginning October 1st, I have a 21 day challenge. It's not a large investment of time in the sense of on a daily basis. And you don't even have to come to any of the live things. You can always gobble them up at some other point. But beginning October 1st, it's a 21 day challenge for holistically harvesting health after trauma. And again, trauma doesn't, it can be something horrific. You may have experienced some really words that I can't even, you may have had a life that I don't even know how to put words to. That just exemplifies pain, physical pain. Of course, there's also the, the mental and emotional aspects of that horrible physical stuff. Then again, there's, other people who grew up in dysfunctional homes with regards to living around addictive behaviors, alcoholics, drug abuse, codependency. Maybe you lost somebody, somebody close to you, grief, money struggles, marital issues, divorces. These things all become traumatizing because at no point, and you know this, when we go through heavily emotional experiences, nobody's being kind. This is not a kind experience. And if you're a child and going through this, it has lasting effects, even as an adult. So today it's about, do you have the guts to be holistic? Do you have the guts to be whole? And again, the challenge begins October 1st. You are invited to register for that. It's completely free. I will be talking about essential oils and other techniques that you can integrate and discover what works best for you in order to move beyond the effects of trauma. Because trauma is a stressor and my mission is to help people become whole beyond the stressor. Because right now we've become accustomed to relating to things, triggers, memories, and the trigger could be an event, it could be a person, it could be a memory. You guys, it could even be a scent. So these triggers can cause dissociation, anxiety, overwhelm, shutdown, and so forth. And so the whole concept of the guts to be whole isn't about marketing. Or I am bringing it up because I am my own sponsor and I'm excited about this and I'm bringing in guest speakers to help give us different ideas. But again, this is a, it takes 21 days to make a new habit. And so that's the whole idea of here is how can we begin to move beyond our reactions to these um, stressors, these triggers. I speak a lot in Clubhouse and consistently, every time I get into a room, and someone starts speaking, I hear trauma. And it, I mean, I'm not making that up. Everybody's still wanting to talk about somebody in the room, we eventually step forward and talk about some sort of trauma reaction they're having. And they don't necessarily use the word trauma. I was listening to one young woman the other day. You could hear she was barely breathing. I mean, she was so tense. And, and what was more for me is I could hear how her head was wrestling with thoughts. I mean, just running wild, restless with thoughts, not ideas, but just thoughts about how she felt, what she should say. 
And so I made some oil suggestions for her there on the spot. I was in another room, I think the very next day, and somebody was talking about a mom with three children and she has a father that didn't provide her the best of examples of parenting and it it was a trauma it was highly traumatic for her and she doesn't want to repeat history this was part of my story and she has hormonal issues because what happens with these reactions is the fact that it disrupts our neurological system it disrupts our hormonal system it disrupts our immune system that means mental health that means digestive, cardiovascular, respiratory, and of course the immune system leads into all other aspects of arthritis, cancer. It just, it goes, it's endless. This is the reason why disease sets in. In fact, our emotion, our, our health is a direct reflection of our emotional state. And this is the reason why I'm speaking so heavily about this because I feel like this is we've reached the point that it's necessary to begin shifting the way we um, care for ourselves so that we can reinvent a way of being healthy and well in the future, not just for ourselves, but for future generations. That is the intention of this. So there again, it's 21 days beginning October 1st. You will have access to all the information until midnight, October 22nd, Eastern time at which point I'll take it all down. But the bottom line is, is like invest in yourself, be there and take it in and integrate it into your life. So with that, I am talking today now about the guts to be whole. And it's a personal share that really is the foundation for the work that I do. So as I said, we all have seriously traumatic experiences. I personally, I'll give you a few brief things about me. I grew up in a family, the oldest of three girls. My mom and dad were big drinkers. My mom was also hooked on prescription drugs, medications for anxiety. And um, I don't know that I ever saw my parents sober. I had a lot placed on me. I was cleaning house. I was taking care of my sisters. By the age of 10, I was babysitting, cleaning the house, and making meals. But, but when I, on my 10th birthday, my father handed me a glass of wine and told me I had eight years to grow up. F fast forward a few years, my sister, the youngest sister, had heart issues. Um, she was diagnosed with a health condition. I don't remember the name of it. It's just that her, she had an enlarged heart. There was a hole, the hole in the chamber of, in between the chambers of her heart never closed upon birth. She ended up passing away at the age of 13. It was very close to her. I went, I subsequently went through two nasty, nasty divorces. At one point in my um, early adulthood, in between, um, before my first marriage, my mother just took it upon herself to assume that I was just a, a terrible mom and um, staged a kidnapping. And my two oldest kids, I had, you know, with their father um, was living in, he was living in one state. I was in another state because I moved to be closer to my family. And for whatever reason, she formulated this idea and staged a kidnapping with 
their paternal grandfather. So it was grandparents. And what I mean by kidnapping is that I literally did not know where my kids were. I just knew that the grandfather came in, wanted to see the kids because he hadn't seen them in a while, which was fine with me. I didn't mind. And they ended up being taken back to where their father was living because he was living with his parents. And I did not know where they were. I did not know where they were. And when, when I went to, when they finally agreed to allow me to go see them, I took a flight. They picked me up at the airport and it was all, it, it was just, I, they would drive in all different directions just so that I wouldn't know where they were. It was really um, mind blowing. Subsequently for 20 years, I spent in court, I did get my kids back. It was back and forth, back and forth for 20, just over 20 years of battling in court, being accused of being a bad mom. They were never removed from my custody. The court always found in my favor, yet I had people coming against me. So we're talking trauma. These are examples of trauma. And all of this is fragmenting. It just completely disconnects a person from their identity. Then about 10 years ago, well, let me just say this. So eventually I became a single mom. I adopted two girls who came in. They were sisters who had a horribly traumatic start to their life. And we're talking about physical abuse as well as sexual abuse and, of course, mental abuse and brought them into my house. My Two of my younger sons had already been abused by an older half-brother, sexually and physically. And once they went through their therapy and they had were doing really well, this is when I decided to adopt the girls. Yet I kept introducing, I just wanted to make a difference. I wanted to feel like I was worth something. This is the whole point that I'm getting at about coming, wanting to be whole. I was trying, looking outside of myself well, here I was being accused of being a, a terrible mom for all those years. So when I finally was able to um, end all of that, then just then find out that my kids had been were being abused, which was actually brought into those cases. And I was not found guilty because it did not happen in my household. It happened in their father's household. So that was really off the plate my effort was to prove that I was still a good mom by adopting these two girls. And I won't go into the details of that experience. Let's just say it was mind blowing because the younger one ended up going into treatment. She ended up spending the rest of her teenage years in a treatment facility because of her behavior. So let's just say it was traumatizing because I couldn't, I never, I got, never got to sleep because the younger one was messing with sharps objects in the middle of the night. So when all of that <laughs> went down and the end of my second marriage at that point, I decided to do my own eat, pray, love journey. And I did. I, I had by at that point, I had um, been doing well financially. And yet, the next 10 years, the money all went away. I can honestly say I 
have spent 10 years being absolutely flat broke, doing what I can to bring something in. And it's never been consistent. It has been the biggest struggle. I never thought of financial loss as trauma until I started doing my research. And it does, it just, it, it creates anxiety, it creates anger, it's, it's so, it's paralyzing because you're fighting for your life. You're absolutely fighting for your life. And every day I was doing what I could. In the meantime, I got into another relationship and being flat broke. Fortunately, he's a very good man. And in the sense that he has not ever pushed me, you know, I should good man. I don't know. If that's the right way to say it. I believe everyone has the potential is a good person. So when I mean, what I mean by that, I, I guess I want to rephrase that and just say he's been a very supportive partner. There's my mindfulness bell, if you can hear that. Uh, so at any rate, he's been very supportive of my journey at, because when I first met him, so as I mentioned earlier, I've been working with essential oils, and maybe I didn't mention it, but I've been working with essential oils now for over 30 years. When I met him 10 years ago, I'd already been 20 years into it and I'd been dabbling in it. And even though I was making money, it was not making money with the oils. I was doing other things. And when I met him, I said, I'm going to make a difference in the world of aromatherapy. I just, I didn't know how. Yet with my, with all the crap that went down with my family and the fighting and trying to prove that I was worthy of being a mom, just wanting people's you know acceptance that, and, and understanding that I am a good person, I mean well. At this point, I was raw. I was absolutely raw because, and that's part of the reason why I went on my Eat, Pray, Love journey because I was raw. I wanted to come back to myself. I wanted to come home to me. Yet every time we'd hit a bump in the road financially, and you know, we always attract people that are, are that are, are perfect, you know, are that perfect match in the sense that they, they um, mirror exactly where we are. So although, you know, I didn't find myself with, in a world of affluence with him, he is a hardworking person and he will do what it takes to make money. So there's, but yet he still has his own hiccups financially and it's making him sick. I'm watching this and I can see now after all these years that it is also in his DNA because we are, the, the DNA actually houses um, generations of information. It's, it's actually stored in the DNA. They've been able to discover this time and time again and so, which is very fascinating to me. And that's the, another thing that I'm going to talk about when we get into the, um, <coughs> pardon me, into the, into the challenge. I'm going to share with you how this, how, how we can actually overwrite this. Because like I said, generational experiences, whether it's famine or fire or, you know, plagues, all of that is housed in our DNA even experiences from this lifetime. So in his case, I can see where the, there is trauma in his life and how it's affected his money um, health.
yet he is committed to keeping me moving forward. But yet every time we hit this hiccup financially, I would, I would shift my trauma, my fears of not being loving or not being worth loving. Would I would I would I would distract myself with trying to figure out how I can make money. I would just like freak out and try to figure out how I can make money because I didn't want to lose the relationship. Yeah, I just said that. I didn't want to lose the relationship because it's I was determined that something was going to have to work out because everything else seemed to fall apart. Long to kind of wrap all of this up. I follow stoicism and, and they always talk about leaning into this, into the situation, lean into it. And so I've done a lot of personal development work for the last 20 plus years and really am committed to looking and exploring at what is going on inside of me so that I can continue to evolve and become a bigger, um, better person, just be a better version of myself. Right? So I practice yoga six days a week there. I do sometimes seven days a week, but I generally give myself at least a day off. So, and, and yoga actually is about unifying. It's about bringing it together. And I, I guess the original meaning of the word yogi actually meant to, meant to tether, like you're going to tether a horse, right? You kind of rein it in. So in this concept of practicing yoga, and I've been a consistent practitioner now, like I said, six days a week, for a good almost 10 years at this point and pulling this all together and following stoicism and learning how to lean into it. And then there was this post one day on, on Twitter by Neil Donald Walsh. And we hear about gratitude all the time, right? I mean, be grateful, be grateful, be grateful. And I do recognize the fact that it's being grateful for how can I be grateful for the situation that I'm in? And I never could figure this out. I, there was just, the, I, I was like, how can I be happy or be grateful for the fact that I don't have any money? This took some deep, deep excavation, deep. But Neil Donald Walsh says, the next time you are confronted with a problem, express gratitude, not only for the solution, but the problem itself. So here I'm hearing this again. And then I, in putting this challenge together, I came across a book about ancestral healing and money blocks. I think it's been written by Dr. Eva Moldowski, Moldowski. And in that book, it hasn't been released yet, but just in the, the blurb for it, it says, how can you, you know, your, your, your money issues are wrapped up in ancestral stuff. So just like I was saying earlier, it's wrapped up in ancestral stuff. So I'm like, okay, I can, I could get that because man has never, you know, can, man has struggled. I mean, there's no question about it. it depending on where they went, there was hardship, right? So I can see how beliefs around that would occur. And then yesterday I was listening to Peter Sage on a Ted talk and it was about um, your identity. <clears throat> and one of the things that he said 
that struck me in his talk was that the problem you face is actually just a covering for the gift that's there for you. There's actually a gift in the problem. And all of these things kind of come, were rolling around in my head during a meditation because I'm committed to this has got to stop. I don't want to be traumatized. So this is actually tied in my genes, you know, in my genetic history. And it's, it's affecting, and all of this trauma is affecting my decisions and how I go about things. Because the honest to God truth, when it comes to my guy, if I'd only been true to me, I would have been being true to him. But instead, I was more concerned about hanging on to that relationship. Unfortunately, we have a really great ability to talk with one another and work through things. And obviously, he's got an incredibly broader sense of who people are because he sees me for who I am. And I had did, I honestly admitted to him, if only I had been true to me, I would have been being true to you. And none of this would have happened. Because it's been a very horrifying experience. It's really rattled our world, yet it has solidified. So if I look at how can I be grateful for the, the problem, it's actually brought my guy and I closer together. It's actually solidified our relationship. I recognize the fact that earlier in my life when I had money, money was my badge. It was, it was my backbone. It meant I, I had ability. I felt powerful. In the process of not having money, what I learned was I was weak. I was weak. I was hiding behind money. Money was a mask for me. And once the mask got ripped off and it was just me, then all of a sudden, I, 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 I was an open wound. Like I said, I was raw. And it's taken some time because clearly he had concerns about whether or not he was worthy of being in a relationship. So again, that perfect dynamic of a, of a, of a mirror, we were, we were committed enough to working through it. And we did. And we solidified something that I thought was going to fall apart if you know, as if I was going to be the one that was going to hold it all together. And ultimately what I've learned is that money, I was worshiping money. I was not valuing money. It's a big difference. I was worshiping it, not valuing it. When you value it, you're careful with it. You're mindful with it. You are putting it in places that are aligned with your values. Because when you are aligned with your values and you value money, it becomes part of the picture. So being true to you is the way to be true to yourself. So the guts to be whole means willing, your willingness to go through that defragmentation process. Because ultimately what happens is trauma, trauma fragments us. And so in this case, I, I saw exactly where money was and when it got taken from me and it didn't get taken from me, but you know what I'm saying? It just was all of a sudden no longer a part of my life. 
I learned just how powerful I am. I learned just how strong I can be. I learned that I have courage, I am bold, I am confident, and I have worked my ass off to know what I know, and I am here to help others make that shift in their lives as well. So with that, I bid you adieu until my next podcast. I apologize. I have, if you've been following me, I haven't been consistent and that's just, there's just been a lot going on. I'm in the process of settling my father-in-law's estate. So anyway, thank you for being here. And again, revolutionary.com and go sign up for holistically harvesting health. I would love to support you in any way I can. Blessings to you until we meet again. Be well.